It's time for Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group with financial advisors Kevin Corhorn, Mike Bernard, and Josh Gregory. The Wise Money Show is brought to you by the attorneys at South Bank Legal, First State Bank, Diane Bennett and the Inspired Homes Team, and Bethel University Adult and Graduate Studies. Welcome to another episode of the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group, where every week we're helping you take your next wise step in your financial life. Thanks for being with us, friends. My name is Mike Bernard. I am your host. I'm also one of the certified financial planners. With me in the KFG studios, my business partners, Kevin Corhorn and Josh Gregory. The third stimulus package was passed and carries with it a significant amount of financial benefits to those in need. But it also has a significant number of rule changes that you need to be aware of for 2020. So today is our first of a two-part series on what the CARES Act means to you and how it should influence your financial decisions. Three stimulus already? Yeah, and they're talking about a fourth. Oh, my goodness. If if you have questions, (laughs) I have a question. How many? Ah, If you have questions, we'd love to hear from you. We are talking about some detailed stuff today, but it is stuff that you need to know. There's never been a time in the 20 years that I've been doing this, where you need financial planning more than right now. Everything is changing. And that was just when the market started going down. Now all the rules changed. My goodness, reach out to us. If you have questions, if you have needs, we are here to help. You can find us online, wisemoneyshow.com. You can call or text 574-222-2000. That's 574-222-2000. And then also, wherever you're at on social media, we are there too. And I would just push you to the YouTube channel. When the crisis started, Kevin came in my office and said, Mike, got to get on the YouTube channel every single day, give people an update. And I said, no. And then he asked me again, and I said, okay. So get to that YouTube channel, search The Wise Money Show, and follow us there, and you'll get a next wise step each and every business day. All right, we're talking about the CARES Act. This is... um, it's, it's also known as the Economic Stimulus Bill, but you know, in finance, everything gets an acronym. So this thing is called the CARES Act. It's got tons of change. Now that change is centered around trying to help people and help businesses get through this really, really tough time, but it's very, very complicated. We're gonna make it easy for you this week and next. So this is a two-part series where we're just kind of walking through what you need to know and what you need to do in regards to this new economic stimulus. Before we get in, guys, do you do you like it? Is it necessary? How should we just at least interpret the this this third wave? Well, it, most people aren't a huge fan of change. And if you look at the change that we've seen in the last six weeks, six weeks ago, stocks were at an all-time high. And the amount of change that we've seen since then in the world is enough to choke a horse. And really, no one is, no one's missed out on that, but especially <laughs> if you were one of the 6 million people in the last week to file an unemployment claim. 6.6. Yeah. Guys, if you look at that chart, it looks like just a flat line. Mm-hmm. And then last yeah. week, it jumped to 3.3 million. And then this week, doubled. It's it's literally 10 times the highest unemployment figures that we've seen in history, right? I mean, massive increase all of a sudden in a short amount of time. And, you know, if if you're one of the folks who, unfortunately, you're part of a, a restaurant that's closed down, or you work for an employer that's maybe furloughing folks for a, a little while, 
um, boy, th- this CARES Act couldn't have come fast enough. Yeah, I, I actually, and you know, this is going to be recorded in cyberspace for eternity. So I, I could be totally wrong, but um, it, it's going to cost. It's going to cost us a lot. But what it avoided, I believe, was a depression. And I don't want to freak you out by saying this, but I mean, things things are that bad. Normally, I tell you, oh, what Josh just shared was so good. You got to listen to it again. No, I d- don't listen <laughs> don't to listen it again, again ten times. But um, I, I think it's necessary, but we're going to be paying for it for a long time. We are. And, and we may it, this may allow us to avoid a depression if people, uh, if the business owners get the money in their hands before mid-August. Right. So, I mean, yeah. we'll, we'll see how it goes. But I think if you're listening right now, you're, you're, you're looking at all the changes that have happened, and you're in a couple different categories. There's a lot of grief work that's going on because of the, the changes that have happened. So typically when you think of grief, someone might be angry, they might be in denial, they might be depressed, they might be bargaining. But really where, where you need to get to, to, to move forward is to acceptance. And so we need to accept that the world we're in today is completely and dramatically different than the world six weeks ago. And there are some things, especially because what's been passed by Congress and the other things happening in your environment that you need to do in response to that for for your financial health and for your financial life. And if you're sitting at home watching the news, I would encourage you to turn off the news and get to work. We're going to give you a number of practical things that you can do throughout today's show. You know, I, I read a journalist uh, just the other day who said, that uh, just like a firefighter doesn't care how much water they'll spray on that fire, governments around the world don't care how much they have to spend in order to deal with a problem like this. Mm-hmm. And just the massive scale, a lot of people are going to point at this and say, it's too much debt. You know, we're, we're borrowing too much money. We need to apologize to our kids and grandkids. Maybe that's true at some point, but this is why it's so necessary. It's to be able to leave the economy in a position where it can restart that's right. You know, I, I bought a, a new lawnmower that I absolutely love last last year. I love this thing. It's like uh, mowing the lawn with a go-kart. It's so fast. <laughs> but I don't deserve this thing. And I'll, I'll confess because um, I didn't put it away right this, this past fall. I just basically mowed the lawn, went in, parked it in the garage, turned it off, and went in the, in the house. And all winter long, I said to myself, I, I need to go out there and I need to winterize this thing. I got to put it away right. It's going to get all gummed up. Is this thing even going to start in the spring? And that's the big question right now with the economy. It had to just shut down abruptly because of the coronavirus. And a lot of people fear, will it restart again? What kind of condition are people going to be in after we're actually allowed to leave our homes and get back to life as normal? And so what the economy um, needed was kind of an injection of fuel stabilizer, so to speak. Uh, I'm, I'm told that's what I was supposed to do uh, with my lawnmower. But we needed it in the economy as well so that we have something to get back to after this health care scare is behind us. I'm really interested to find out if that thing started. But we've got real stuff to get <laughs> to here. So listen, the first question as it relates to the CARES Act is, are you going to get a check? And I'm talking about the recovery rebates. So guys, let's break down really quickly who gets a check of what amount, who won't, when will you get it? So you've you've heard by by now, no doubt, $1,200 is uh, coming to most adults. And it really depends upon how high your income is. But not only is it $1,200 per adult, but also another $500 for qualified children. And the way they've determined who, which kids actually would qualify for this, you just look at your tax return. 
are those kids under age 17 this year? Do they qualify for a normal child tax credit? If so, then there could be 500 for each of them. But if your income goes too high, then you may be phased out. That's the concern. And just really quick, if you're if you're into numbers, if you're married filing jointly, that's 150,000 adjusted gross income is is at that threshold that starts going down. If you're single, it's 75,000 and uh, married uh, or excuse me, had a household I think is 112,500 is when it starts phasing out. So um, where is it going if you've got if you're on Social Security and you've got you know your Social Security is going to be direct deposit that check's going to go in there if you've got a tax return where you're you're getting a refund and there's a direct deposit your refund's going to go there and if not here's one of your action items if you don't have either of those then it's going to go to your last address on file and if you've moved you've got to file a special form to change your address with the IRS. You know, there's there's also um, kind of a, a tricky situation that some taxpayers really need to look at their tax return from 2018 and 2019, because the way the IRS is going to decide whether or not you've gone too high on your income and won't get a check is they're going to look at either your 2018 or 2019, whichever is most recently filed. And um, if if one of those qualifies you, but the other doesn't, you may need to use a little bit of strategy here, a little bit of planning to maybe either delay your 2019 return because you you qualify or maybe hurry up and, and file that 2019. All right, we're going to give you we're going to give you those details and several others here coming up here on Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. Are you going to get a recovery check, a.k.a. the stimulus check? There's some rules. Majority of people will get it, but we're giving you those details right now. This is the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. Thanks for being with us. My name is Mike Bernard. Here with me in the KFG studios, Kevin Corhorn and Josh Gregory. To stay up to date on all the Wise Money content, you'll find us online, wisemoneyshow.com. And then wherever you're at on social media, we are there too. Just search the Wise Money Show and follow us there. All right, Josh, you were breaking down the first question everyone's asking about this whole stimulus, and that is, am I going to get a check? And we said there's some income limitations on it, but then we started getting to the action item because you've got to file your taxes. You've got to prepare your taxes. Let me say it differently. And then whether you file or not really should depend on planning around this rebate recovery check. That's right. If, if you haven't filed your returns for 2019, you need to at least be preparing the returns as soon as possible. Doesn't mean you need to submit it to the IRS because you've got an extra 90 days. You've got until July 15th to get that in. However, you need to know whether or not you should hurry up and submit it to the, to the IRS or hold off and, and wait until after they've sent those checks out. And here's why. They're going to look at the 2018 or 2019 returns and measure your income against certain thresholds to decide whether or not they're going to dole out a check to you, either you or you and your spouse. And um, so, so if you qualified for 2018, but you won't for 2019, you better hold off, mm-hmm. right? Wait until they cut that check. Or if uh, maybe the opposite is true, there are some folks who need to hurry up and get that tax return filed before they start sending out the money because maybe in 19 you actually were eligible. Yeah, but I mean, keep going. If you had 
high income in 18, low income in 19, and you know it's going to be high in 20, yeah. file immediately. So this is this is all crazy. This is a call to action. It is time to work with your tax planner. And I'm talking tax planning, not just tax preparation, but this is the time you want the best pilot. You want Sully Sullenberg flying the plane mm-hmm. when the engines go out. Oh, geez. Is that a metaphor for what's going on? Kevin Corhorn, my goodness. Be, a, be an optimist. <laughs> no, I am. I'm an optimist. Sully Sullenberg didn't lose a person. That's right. Good point. Okay, no, I know. But so when the, go- the goose gets sucked into the engine, glide that thing into the river. Don't lose a single person. All right, it's amazing. Good, very good. Good recovery there. So um, make sure that you're working with your, your CPA and your CFP to be um, – planful with this rebate. It just, I mean, it's supposed to reach a lot of people. Make sure you don't get lost in the shuffle just because of some poor planning. And if you moved, make sure your address is updated. Make sure that when your taxes get submitted, if you're submitting your 2019 tax return, that whether you're you're paying in or not, you have your bank account, your routing, and your account number on the return so it's registered with the IRS. All right. So here's the deal. The, the, the what's unique about this downturn is the economy just stopped. I mean, on a dime. And Josh said it so eloquently just a couple weeks ago that we're at a time now where our health and our wealth are at odds. Their, their, their interests are colliding. And guess what? The health is going to win. And so we, we shut down and the economy just stopped a large part of it. And so what that means is a lot of individuals then lost their job, as we were just uh, talking about the significant unemployment numbers. Well, a big, big feature in the CARES Act is the enhancements made to unemployment. So let's talk about some of those and then get to the action item here. You know, this was a big deal in the in the last economic crisis. You remember just wave after wave, extension after extension of unemployment. Just people were out of work for so long. This time, they're increasing the magnitude of the check. So the size of the checks that will be sent to those who are filing for unemployment is going to go up by 600 bucks from the federal government. That's on top of what the, uh, the states will provide. That's 600 more per week on top of most states um, are, are sending folks about $400 per week. That could be $1,000 per week that people are receiving. There's some who, quite frankly, they, they have a pay raise coming yeah. when they when they go on unemployment. This was part of the reason why this why the, the stimulus was delayed, that the um, approval was delayed. Apparently, you know, I wasn't in that room, but uh, they said this could be a conflict of interest there for people to not work or to ask to be laid off. Now, they, we're going to be talking about the huge provisions and, and unfortunately very confusing provisions within the CARES Act about small businesses next week. Um, but there certainly is an incentive for businesses to keep people on payroll. Um, but if you're in an area where you were let go and, and, and your job was eliminated, furloughed, or whatever, these unemployment benefits really are rich and, and, and should be a huge help. Okay, so where's the planning come in? First, this is a this is a gift you couldn't have planned on this. So don't expect that they're just going to continue to prolong and prolong and prolong this extra six hundred dollar goose up. Kevin, you started that um, <laughs> for for is only for the first four months, mm-hmm. right? So don't get used to this. Don't let there be lifestyle creep, and don't fall into the trap of saying, "Eh, I'll be back to work in four months," or 
um, they'll extend this extra 600 a week. No, be planful with this, with this money, okay? Be planful with it. Second, don't ignore the taxes. Don't ignore the taxes. One of my biggest gripes about unemployment is that they tax it. And guess what? They'll withhold tax against it at the 10% rate. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how many people, like, doesn't that feel just like a slap in the face after someone's kicked you in the shin? Here, you're out of work, so, so here's some money. And then you file your taxes and you realize you owe a couple grand. So make sure you're doing tax planning as it, as it relates to that unemployment. Yeah. You know, similar to the $1,200 checks that are going to be sent out, those rebate checks we were just talking about a moment ago, if you are going to receive more unemployment than you're used to receiving in a paycheck, Absolutely. This is a time to be conservative with that cash. Build up an emergency fund if you came into this crisis a little skinny on cash. Now's the time. There's nothing saying that you can't build cash on unemployment. It can be done. Mm -hmm. But you have to postpone expenses that aren't necessary or reduce some of the lifestyle. Good news is, you know, no one's going anywhere. So uh, a lot of the things you might normally spend money on, you don't have to right now. Right. You're not spending money to go see the South Bend Cubs. That's right. Oh, bummer. Yeah. yeah. So, or the, the NCAA tournament. Uh, or, you had to go there, didn't I you? I know. Well, I mean, all this stuff. But here's the thing. So we said we're going to give you some practical steps to do. Here's a practical step that ties into what Josh said. He's saying, hey, I think you can save money on unemployment. A lot of people are listening to that and saying, I don't think that's true. It's true. And, I, and let me challenge you. I, I believe that most budgets, if you're going to squeeze them and you're going to go into a wartime mentality, and we're at war right now with the, with the coronavirus. So it is in a wartime mentality, figure out what, how you're going to plant your garden, number one, and then figure out what's a need and what's a want. And make the T-chart. And, and I'm telling you, there's 25% you can squeeze out of that budget. And you might say, well, look, that doesn't do me any good. My income's off 50%. I bet, I bet you could get your income to match your expenses. And if you, if you, couldn't you could get closer than you ever thought it's going to take some work but that work gets you going and it might give you some hope because the antidote to fear and there's lots of fear going around is hope i totally agree and and i would so so if you are unemployed don't be the hero go out and and apply for for unemployment insurance we're actually getting or unemployment benefits we're we're getting a lot of calls at kfg because people need help a lot of people are just saying should i file for unemployment yeah yeah And, and if you need some guidance before jumping into that then give us a call but that's an that's a practical action item and then the second i think it applies to you if you're if you're on or underemployed, but I think it applies to you regardless, and that is you need to update your budget. And as you go through it, identify it as whether it's a need or a want, okay? Mm-hmm. All right, one of the other enormous changes in this thing is another acronym because the financial world is just loves those. So we've got that and more coming up here on The Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. We're breaking down the stimulus for you, the CARES Act, and this detail, it does not make sense. I'm gonna, we're going to talk through it, but it just blows my mind. Maybe Josh or Kevin can teach me a thing or two. This is the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. Thanks for being with us. My name is Mike Bernard. 
Here with me in the KFG studio is Kevin Corhorn and Josh Gregory. If you're not following the show on the YouTube channel, I'd encourage you to do so. Not because uh, we're anything special to look at. We are not. But I would tell you, we've got additional content that we're pushing out there frequently. And when this crisis started, we've started to post daily Next Wise Step videos. Honestly, where clients used to sit in my office, we've put a video camera and every day. I just turn it on for seven to 10 minutes and I'm just talking to you about what's on my mind, breaking down details that you need to do and apply in your financial life. So follow us on YouTube, just search The Wise Money Show. All right, we're breaking down the stimulus uh, bill, the stimulus law called the CARES Act, and we're talking about the big, big concepts that you need to apply in your financial life. And it's going to be a two-part episode because, or two-part series, because there's no way we can cram all of this in into just one show. All right, if you're retired and you have to take distributions from your retirement account, they call that RMD, Josh. Oh, thank you. Required minimum distribution. That is suspended for 2020. Now, that's great news. I, like It's going to save a lot of tax, but I am absolutely perplexed by this because a couple minutes ago, we told you how they're going to, Milton Friedman called it helicopter money. We're going to be raining money on you. We're going to send you stimulus checks. But then for the retirees, we said, eh, but you don't need to take money out of your retirement account. Now, I appreciate it. I think a lot of people are going to save thousands of dollars in tax. There's tons of planning opportunities here, tons. However, they're giving people money and saying, go spend it. But typically with required minimum distribution, if you weren't already living off of that money to supplement your Social Security, a lot of people feel like, okay, well, I guess I got to take it and spend it. Well, now they're telling you you don't need to. And I, this is just perplexing to me during this time why they do that now. Yeah. I, I'll take it. But. Well, I'm confused, too. I mean, I, I've i done the math. There's no way I can buy a helicopter with this money. <laughs> but It's I, a drone. Uh, okay. <laughs> so, so if you were supposed to take your RMD, you don't have to. But this is where tax planning in, in conjunction with your retirement planning, in conjunction with your investment planning, because you don't want to take it out of money that's been compressed unless you're just taking it from one bucket and putting it into a, a fairly identical bucket that's been compressed as well. So if you're doing a lateral move, it's not a bad thing. If you're taking money out, uh, one thing that might make sense to think about if you're 70 and a half is making sure the money coming out of your IRA if you're doing any charitable contributions at all, it's going directly to the charity mm -hmm. so that you don't pay federal or state tax on that, which you likely would be because most folks aren't itemizing anymore. So think about a, a QCD, if you like an acronym, mm -hmm. Qualified Charitable Distribution, if you will. And then think about all of the planning opportunities because if you don't have to take your RMD, well, first of all, if you took it within the last 60 days, and a few other things line up right, you can put it back. Right. So, I mean, if you're, if you're just catching this, you can put it back. As a matter of fact, they came out on the 20, was it the 27th or 29th and said, oh, by the way, if you were supposed to take your first ever RMD by April 1st, you don't have to. Well, thank you very little. Yeah. You know? Right. So, so there's all kinds of amazing planning opportunities here that this is when you want to be, t you want to have your planner, talk to your planner, Make sure they're certified. Make sure they don't just sell stuff, but they know in each of the six areas how they can work together in your financial life. This change in the rule is one of the reasons why I'm so jealous of 
new financial planners coming into the industry right now because they're getting to learn what is the rule right now after we've just gone through two or three or four changes related to when people have to start pulling money out. I mean, it wasn't that long ago. Another episode of the Wise Money Show, we were explaining to you the SECURE Act that came out in December, which changed all the rules on retirement. And now, just weeks later, they're changing it again. And, you know, there's going to be a bunch of financial advisors with uh, old rules all gummed up in their brains. The, the newbies, uh, they don't have all that, uh, that junk in their brain. Yeah, so lots of planning opportunities. So you don't have to take your required minimum distribution. Um, from a tax planning standpoint, maybe you should. Maybe you should because you're in a really low tax bracket or in the 0% tax bracket. And guess what you're able to do with that money Come for the on. first time? Yep, let's do it. You could do a Roth conversion. Uh-huh. They don't let you do Roth conversions of your required minimum distribution. So if you're in this sweet spot where if you take money out and and if you just take out your required minimum distribution, then your Social Security is taxed really favorably or not at all. And so you don't want to do a Roth conversion above that. I, mean, I see a lot of people in that picture. But you now know, you don't have to do it, so you could do a Roth conversion. But I, I interrupt you. Go ahead, Josh. No, I, well, I was just going to say, there's a lot of clients reaching out with this same question. Even those who are not at age 70 and a half or soon to be 72, um, they, they don't have to pull money out, but they had been. They'd been taking maybe a monthly distribution out of their retirement accounts. And I've had people asking, hey, with the market down like this, should we pause? Should, should we stop taking these distributions? And I've always said, yes, we should at least consider that because you're reducing the amount of income that's going to land on your tax return and you're making room for this Roth conversion idea this year. Yeah. So whether you're in that required minimum distribution picture or not, this is still a strategy that you need to be considering this year. Yeah. Our guiding principle is in the lowest possible tax bracket, pay as much tax as you can. Yeah. in the lowest possible tax bracket. So whenever I'm working with a, a client that's in the sandwich generation, they're sending their kids to college and they're helping mom and dad with their stuff. I'm like, well, don't, I'm not worried about my folks. They don't even pay any taxes. And I say, oh, well, do they have any retirement money? Well, yeah, they have a good chunk of retirement money. They should be paying taxes. Because yeah. if they don't pay taxes on that money at the 10 or 12% tax bracket, you're going to pay taxes on it at the 22 to 37% tax bracket. If you think this one's confusing, <clears throat> wait till you hear about the next one. But but just one one more thing on required minimum distribution. Um, this applies to inherited IRAs as well. The bad news is if you were a good taxpayer and already took your required distribution out of your inherited IRA that you inherited from mom or dad, uh, there's no way to get it back in. So you're going to have to pay tax on that money. If you were patient and, um, and haven't taken it yet, you now don't have to. So if you've already taken any of your RMD and you're hearing this and saying, well, I, d- d- am I able to put it back? Am I not? Call your certified financial planner. Call them because you might be able to. There might be a loophole. So, all right, speaking of loophole, this is just crazy. To help people get access to their nest egg during this time, again, um, the financial world has turned upside down. And so if you've got money in your retirement accounts, you can't get access to them at a time you might need some cash. So enter the CARES Act in this thing called a coronavirus-related distribution or retirement distribution where you get to have access to your 401k or your IRA or other retirement dollars and pull up to $100,000 out 
of your account and avoid a 10% penalty that maybe you otherwise would have been subject to. Lots of other rules. Josh, can you sneak them in really quick? Well, I would just uh, point out that um, it has to be in the year 2020. And um, you have to actually qualify. This has to be really forced upon you because you either have the coronavirus or you're caring for someone who does. There are specific rules. I've had people actually asking me, hey, can I take advantage of this somehow and go ahead and pull 100000 out and not pay 10%? No, you don't qualify unless yeah. you actually get the, the virus. Yeah. So um, the other really strange thing, and we'll probably... There'll be more discussion on this, but the other really strange thing is you can delay when this money is taxed, and you even have some ability to put the money back and avoid tax altogether. So very, very interesting. More details to come on that. Um, we've got a lot more coming up here on the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. The Wise Money Show is brought to you by the attorneys at South Bank Legal, First State Bank, Diane Bennett and the Inspired Homes Team, and Bethel University Adult and Graduate Studies. If you are in need right now, there's a way to get your hands on some of your retirement nest egg in, let's just say, some tax-favorable ways. Now, not tax-avoiding ways, but tax-favorable and it's really, really confusing, really confusing. And we're, we're making it less complicated right now. This is the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. Thanks for being with us. My name is Mike Bernard. Here with me in the KFG studios, Kevin Corhorn and Josh Gregory. If you've missed anything, every episode, the full episode is right there on the YouTube channel. But it's also on podcasts. I'd like to say when you're out and about doing stuff, throw the Air, AirPods in and listen. But no one's out and about doing stuff. Maybe if you're in the yard. I mean, it was nice weather this weekend, but every episode of the Wise Money Show is right there on podcast. Wherever you listen to podcasts, just search Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. You'll find us, subscribe to it, rate the show. Do me a favor, rate the show. I appreciate it. All right. We're talking about the coronavirus-related distribution from your 401k, from your IRA, from your retirement account, and it could be treated as sort of a loan. A lot of times people ask, hey, can I get a loan for my IRA? The answer is no. Well, now in 2020, maybe you can. So let's start talking about some of those details, how it's taxed, when it's taxed, and if you can undo the tax. Yeah. I mean, th this one is kind of a mind bender for most financial advisors because we would normally say that if you pulled money out of an IRA, let's say, um, you've got 60 days that you could put it back potentially. And some people even, as you said, act like this is an opportunity to take a short-term loan from your own accounts. It's not, but it, it is something you can do once per year. Here comes the, the CARES Act and allows you to pull money, as we said, up to $100,000 if you're eligible because of you know, a hardship directly related to um, having coronavirus itself. So if you've had it, if a family member's had it, or you've been impacted by it for, they've defined it sort of broad, but there are parameters. Um, but if you've got it or family members got it, and if you listen to the experts, you know, we're all going to get it or 80% of us will, then you're eligible. But if not, make sure you're talking to your CFP because you, you might not be eligible. That's right. But the, it's no longer a 60-day window for you to put the money back. 
it's up to three years. And, you know, you're kind of just rolling it back, sort of undoing that situation. You know, hopefully we get beyond this coronavirus scare and people are back into a strong financial position quickly. That's what we're all hoping, right? But um, if you can put it back, then you've effectively undone the tax ramifications of pulling it out to begin with. Mm -hmm. They've already waived the 10% penalty, but now you could undo even having that income land on your tax return those years. Yeah, and beware of taking money out of any investments that are down 30%. That's yeah, right. Absolutely. So this is, if you said, hey, I can take, I had hundred grand in my 401k at the beginning of the year, and I, I can take a hundred grand out. There might not be a hundred grand there to take out. What'd you call it earlier? A two oh one K? Yeah. <laughs> That's the sad reality for a lot of people at, at this uh, this point. You, you know, here's the thing. I don't consider this to be like an opportunity for you to take advantage of. It's more, man, if if you're getting hit worse than most because I mean this got real personal and came into your house and you're affected. This is maybe a safety net for you. If if you have no other choice but to tap into long-term assets, at least now they're not hitting you with the penalty and they're giving you the flexibility to undo this if you're able to catch back up in the future. They're also giving you the flexibility that you don't have to pay all the tax in year one. Now you can, or you can stretch the tax and pay a third of it in 2020, a third in 2021, and a third in 2022. Can, can I pay it all in the third year too? I don't think you can. See, why was I thinking that you could? Uh, so, so this is where this is where it's it is somewhat difficult to figure this out. But like Josh said, if you this would be a stopgap last gasp yeah. because if you're if you have a problem and you need a hundred thousand um, dollars, the problem likely isn't that you need a hundred thousand dollars. It's either that the you. Drove, the car drove over the cliff with this whole coronavirus and you didn't see it. Or you had some other underlying issues that weren't being addressed, and this is just the budding fruit of that. So I would be careful about using this to take care of symptoms and not addressing underlying problems. And a lot of times people say, well, I wouldn't even know where to go to get help dealing with the problems. But if you needed to pull a hundred grand out, I'd say, well, cool, here you go. You got three years to fix the problem and get that hundred grand back where it belonged. Because the 65 year old version of you is saying, hey, put that money back. I need it when you get here. Yeah, that's that's right. And so so, you know, we're breaking down action items for you today. And I'm you know, if, if you're if this got real personal, I, like Josh said, and you need to get your hands on some cash, this could be an action item. But once again, before rushing out and doing it, you got to talk to your CFP because you want to make sure that you're not paying more tax than you otherwise should. And you want to make sure you don't do this thing wrong. This is sort of white glove time. Right. And we're talking about distributions from retirement plans. But there's also a loan that you can take. Yeah, I mean, that's the right segue. It used to be if your 401k had a provision, and some 403bs have a provision, you could take a loan of up to $50,000, and you've got some parameters there. And within the CARES Act, that is now up to $100,000. Right. So, And so if you borrow the money out... And as I understand it, there's a there's a period of time before I have to start making payments back even. And so and so this is this gets really interesting. So if you're on a if you're on twenty six pays and you have to pay it back over five years, 
uh, it's about eight hundred, eight to nine hundred bucks a pay period to get it back. Now the interest that you pay, you're going to pay yourself that interest. And so the the question is, what would I, what would I borrow against my four hundred one k in order to do? And for me, the folks that have the the folks that have come to me and said, hey, is this even a a, a tool that should be in my toolbox? Are the small business owners, and they're saying, hey. Is this, you know, I know this is the, the, the last line of defense in the event that the enemy breaches the other four. Mm-hmm. What should I do? And I know some that have proactively just borrowed the money out. It, again, it's a tool. So I'm not for or against 401k loans, and I'm not recommending anyone take one. I'm saying know what's available to you. And right now, we've, this hasn't happened in our country since 1918. So this was the uh, the last time we had it. That we, we had the uh, the Spanish flu. So so now we have this thing, and it, none of us have seen this in our lifetime. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think Kevin, you've said it, and, and you took it from someone else. But for every gimme, there's a gotcha. Yes. Let me play out a scenario that I think is pretty pretty could could really happen here. Um, you you take a loan from the four hundred one k because you need it. Right. And, and you're like, hey, I'm, I got to get my hands in some cash. I'm going to take a loan from the 401k and um, and you're laid off and the company doesn't hire you back and you end up getting hired back at a different company. And so you say, well, now I got to roll my 401k over to an IRA. What happens to that loan? Yeah, it's automatically due. Right. It or it's taxable. Yeah. And if you're not age 59 and a half, can you go back and say that was a coronavirus-related distribution? My gut's going to say no. And you're going to have to pay a 10% penalty on that money that you took out that you could have otherwise taken a coronavirus-related distribution. I just did some taxes for someone who got a big, big tax surprise. And he's um, and we don't live in the same area in any way. He, he said, hey, can we talk about this? And I said, absolutely. I'm here for you. But I want you to know this is what happened. It looks like in your last job change, blah, blah, blah. And it was a $14,000 hit on his taxes for a $30,000 loan he forgot was even out there. Mm-hmm. And when he moved his, his 401k to an IRA managed by himself, he wasn't even aware of that. And bam. So, right. So you're eligible for the 401k coronavirus related distribution. If you have contracted the virus, had a spouse or dependent contract the virus, experienced financial hardship because of the virus, um, so and there's so I, you you want to dial in, and this is where we're saying talk to somebody who can help you and it, study this. We've been studying it around the clock, but I'd say study it for yourself, educate yourself, and then come and and work with the people that. It, are doing this for a living. Here's another place that you might find some relief. Um, if you're in a position where you've lost a job, you're, you're experiencing some sort of a hardship related to the coronavirus. Got a call from a buddy who is in a position uh, trying to sell one house, already moved into the other, carrying two mortgages right now. Heartbreaking story at awful timing, right? And he, he said, hey, um, my lender's starting to make offers to I think all all mortgagees um, and saying, hey, we can put this on an interest only 
position. Maybe some lenders will be doing forbearance uh, as an option. I've, I've read some that would say that a federal mortgage is going to have a lot of protections built in for you. Do you take advantage of this? And he, he was kind of doing some soul searching, wondering, well, should I do this? I don't really want to be taking advantage of the, the bank or whatever. And I said, you absolutely should do that. Move it to an interest only position for a little while. And hopefully, you know, he's able to sell the, the house and, and move on with life and everything. But if you have the opportunity to do something like that, just temporarily to ease cash flow, you know, if you're on unemployment, you're trying to make it on that, we said roughly $4,000 per month of income, maybe a big full mortgage payment doesn't fit along with food and utilities and everything else that, that goes there. So this is one um, maybe pressure relief valve um, that you should be taking advantage of. Another one may be putting student loans into forbearance. There's some uh, rules built into this uh, CARES Act that allows you to take the next six months and uh, put those loans on pause, essentially, without really the, the normal adverse effects that you would typically experience. Okay, I, I want to take a step back for a second. We're, we're going to be hitting, I think we're going to touch on more of those student loan um, provisions built into the CARES Act. There's a few others built into the CARES Act. And then, I mean, if you, if you own a small business, run a small business, or work at a small business, that's the lifeblood of the economy. And when revenue stopped, when the economy stopped on a dime, I remember telling my wife, hey, this restaurant, yeah, they're going to be closing and that company yeah they're going to be closing and then but but the cares act has really stepped in to help a lot of small businesses we're going to be talking about those provisions more detail next week if that's you though and you're not talking to someone you got to call right now you you need to talk to your certified financial planner don't wait on the details next week you've got to talk a little bit about um what to do right now and one of the things i would tell you to do right now if you're struggling and you're searching for hope I would sit down with a piece of paper and a pad and say, what's it going to look like on the other side of this? Mm. And what are my resolutions that I'm experiencing that I will never experience again? That's right. All right. Well, I hope this has helped uh, you. Make sure you tune in next week for part two, more on the CARES Act and what you need to do. But that's all the time we have for today. We'll see you next Saturday for the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. Securities offered through Silver Oak Securities, member FINRA slash SIPC. Advisory services offered through KFG Wealth Management, LLC. Doing business as Corhorn Financial Group. KFG Wealth Management, LLC and Silver Oak Securities Incorporated companies are unaffiliated.